for what God has for you today. Last year was our first edition of the Art of Shepherding Conference. And God blessed us with this man we are about to hear. He taught powerfully on the heart of a shepherd. And it stirred up a determination in us to be the type of shepherd God wants us to become. And in 2018, I'm very, very excited that God has made it possible for us to have him with us once again. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to receive the ministry of a man who is very anointed who stood by Bishop Dagwood Mills, our father when he started Lighthouse Chapel International close to 30 years ago and has been with him all these years till now he has pastored many churches in Accra, Africa Europe, America, I mean I mean stayed and pastored churches so he's coming with a great wealth of experience today he's a pastor of the mega church called the Kadesh pastors shepherds ladies and gentlemen God has blessed this conference to receive one man whose word whose words whose ministry will change our churches. His name is Bishop Eddie Addy. And I want you to join me with a shout to receive the ministry 
of this great man of God. Clap your hands. conference that will revolutionize your life and ministry and I am assured in my heart that we are not living here the same thank you Bishop Edwin Morgan Kwejir Ogo one of the most anointed and intelligent before they had what computer people call AI, he was the original holder of the AI initial, anointed and intelligent. Not what they are calling artificial intelligence. This one is anointed and intelligent. And um, I really thank God, having related with him for so many years. Recently, he was reminding me of um, when we used to go and do um, teaching of church leaders CEM particularly and he said I would come to his room when he was in medical school and I, I couldn't even remember very well but I'm so glad that we have related and still are relating and flowing in the Lord and in the ministry for all these about 20 something years himself he himself is a message and when you look and examine him you would understand what it means to follow a man of God and become what you are following and I'm glad he's the assistant evangelist of our father and founder, Bishop Dagwood Mills. And you can see that droplets of the different graces that are upon his life can be seen in his life and ministry. God bless you. We love you very much in this united denomination. And... Um, I thank God that you are here imbibing, internalizing, and enjoying what God has put on his life. And I want to assure you that whatever God has for him is coming into your life also. And um, a little teaching on the art of following states that if you want to follow someone you follow someone who is following the one you want to follow and so if you want to be anointed pursue the anointing on the one who is following the one whose anointing you want to catch so those of you who have wanted to relate with Bishop Dagwood Mills and follow him and catch some of the grace that is on his life 
and maybe you are not getting a direct contact or some kind of closeness that may come to you you are blessed to be here as you tap into the anointing that is upon Bishop Edwin Morgan Kwejil Ogo who is following Bishop Dagwood Mills and is catching the anointing on his life may you catch the anointing on the life of the one you are following who is following the one whose anointing you want to catch may it be in your life and may you experience it clap your hands and celebrate the Lord let us pray here I am waiting abide in me I pray here I am longing for you for you
So, Father, cause your servants who have gathered before you to mount up with wings as eagles. Let them fly on the ministries you have called them to. Let them rise upon the ministries you have called them to. Let them go further than they have ever been. Let them walk and never be weary. Let them run, never be faint. May they never give up. May they never give in. May they never let up. But may they soar up with wings as eagles. For these few minutes, as we stay in your presence, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints. For there is riches, riches of the inheritance you have in the saints. There is a weight and a glory of the calling to which you have called us that we have not yet come to terms with. And we ask you for the wisdom, the spiritual insight to understand the hope of your calling, the riches of the glorious inheritance you have in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power that is at work in us. That same power that you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand. Your word affirms that this same power is at work in us. Let it perform wonders. Let it perform miracles. Let it transform lives. Let it transform ministries. Let churches experience resurrection power. Let dying callings be resurrected. Let dying churches be resurrected. And let us receive the life that entered into his lifeless body on the third day and brought him out of the grave and lifted him triumphantly out of it. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands. You may be seated. I want to preach again on the pastor's heart. Yes. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Keep, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence because out of it the scripture says are the issues of life so a pastor's heart is important number one because of the strong admonition to guard it that word keep means guard it means protect it means erect protective barriers and erect I mean put Guards, security guards over your heart. Because out of your heart are the issues 
of life. So that strong admonition to keep your heart, to guard it, to protect it, means that it's a very important thing. And if you joke with it, you are done for. Anytime you are passing by a house that has high walls, barbed wire fencing, CCT cameras, security guards, it means there's something good there. Armed robbers look for such houses and look for ways to enter it. There must be something in this house for you to have a high wall around it and have a barbed wire fencing on it and also have security guards and have five wild dogs like lions, bull mastiff, boa bulls, rottweilers, alsatians, alsatian doberman cross, alsatian rottweiler cross, rottweiler boa bull cross. There's another dog called the Great Dane. It, it, it can be as tall as myself. The Great Dane. When you see it, you think you are looking at a horse. So if somebody's house has such an array of security, because most people even, let's say you don't have much, but you know, you have a house, at least one or two dogs be there. They must guard you so that you can sleep soundly. Even you cry, you don't have much. When you have a dog, you have maybe some Ghana dog. <laughs> the ones that chase chickens. <laughs> and um, you keep them because there's some, at least some flat screen TVs in the house that must be protected. Yes. And there are some houses that don't have any walls. And the houses are not painted. They are telling you, if you are an arm robber, that we don't have anything here. That's why we don't have any wall. Even the house, we have not painted it. So what are you coming to look for? Is it our lantern? Or our cooler? Or our hunchback television from 1973? Or our gramophone? which has stopped working for several years. Or there used to be um, a box, a radio box that was, I think, uh, GBC1. It was always tuned to GBC1. No, Akasanoma is, was uh, actually a transistor radio that could catch other stations. But this one was a wooden box and had a speaker hole and then it, it just had a dial on and off. When you turn it on, it's radio one. <laughs> is it that one that an arm robber is looking for there's no need to you see the houses that don't have walls most quarter quarters don't have any somebody is building his house he hasn't even finished there's no door there are no walls there are no windows and somebody lives inside and his window is just the cloth that he has used to barricade the place oh, what are you going to do arm robbers don't go to such houses but when you say, guard your house, protect your house, for out of it are millions, out of it are gadgets, out of it are expensive microwave uh, telephones, different things, then it means there's something there. And the Bible is saying that guard your heart, guard your heart, 
is the center of your life, your being. For out of it are the issues of life. And if you don't guard your heart, you have yourself to blame. Because some things are going to come out of your heart and destroy your very life and destroy your very ministry. Number two. I need to really move on from here because there's something you need to hear. But I'm talking about why your heart is important. Okay. Number two, your heart is important because it is the source of all that you minister. A pastor's heart is important because it is the source of all that he ministers. Your love for people. The messages you preach, if they will be effective, if they will cut to the heart, if they will change lives, it flows from your heart. And if it doesn't flow from your heart, then it's not going to change many people. Yes. So he says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are your ministries. Out of it are your messages. There are people who preach out of bitterness. Kasanchi preaching. Bitterness from people who have disappointed, don't pay tight, don't give him pastor's appreciation. I mean, his birthday, they don't remember him. When he's traveling, they don't give him anything. Christmas, they don't remember. Easter, they don't remember. New Year, they don't remember. Birthday, they don't remember. So he's bitter against his own congregation. So when he stands there, oh Jesus. Especially if you have and he can see that you are one of those who don't really give. Then he will turn his eyes here even though you are sitting here. You see, and the man will be sitting there fidgeting, turning left, turning right, and feeling hot in the seat. So you see that the person is ministering out of the issues of his heart. He's meditated on the disappointments for so long. One man of God was preaching in the church. He said, Some people think that I will marry them. I won't marry you. You can go. He was talking to a particular lady in the church. Because he was at the point of choosing a wife. And he could see that some people had hopes. So when he looked at the lady who was maybe just comes around turning, turning herself and feeling free around. And thinking that she's a major contestant number one. He just out of the issues of his life and he was preaching. He said, Some people think I will marry them. I will marry you. You can go. <laughs> hey! One day, my bishop, we were going through some crisis in the church. The community at Coligono were always attacking us. The government joined them. It was a difficult season of our lives. And the Archbishop, Nicholas Duncan Williams, said to him, Take it out of your heart. 
don't let this thing affect you so much into your it will change your message. That was the sentence. It will change your message. It will change your message. So some of us, our preaching is from a basket of pain and disappointment and sorrow. Even sometimes your wife may be the source of your major issues. And when you are preaching and she's in the church, oh Jesus. Fire for fire. What is in your heart? What is motivating the topics you are preaching about? Even sometimes some criticism that some senior men of God in town have leveled against you can enter your heart and sit at the base of your heart and start to dictate your topics and so on. Some people say, If you are a singer and your heart is full of bitterness, you will see that your songs are all minor key songs. Morose, moody songs. Hide me now and your will. It is well it is number three the pastor's heart is important because it is the source of all issues and problems and when problems are not solved at the heart the base the heart the the center the problem will never go away sometimes you are doing marriage counseling the people are talking what can Bible mean? You don't seem to. You quote from Genesis, it doesn't work. You quote from Deuteronomy, it doesn't work. You quote from Psalms, even to bring encouragement, you see that it backfires. You enter the New Testament, you pull up quotations from Jesus, quotations from Paul, quotations from Revelation. Judgment at Revelation chapter 21, still it doesn't work. Because some of them, the heart has a problem. They have allowed the bitterness to enter into their souls. One day I took a couple to my house. I told them that, look, I brought you to my house. People don't come to my house. I don't like people coming to my house. Because if you come and see something, you can even become a fool. Three satellite dishes, my God. One for DSTV, one for Multi TV, one for uh, Quest TV. Hey, Yeshikana, one more eight dinners. You even become, or you come and see maybe seven cars. Say, I won't pay tight again. 
How can one man have seven cars? What is he doing with it? Even me, I don't have a bicycle tie. No. I told them, I said, I don't bring people to my house, but I brought you here because I want to speak to you. I spoke to them for about two hours. I later heard a lady has, is filing for divorce. She said, follow up to my conversation. They are man. After I've spoken, brought you to my house, served you drink, water, this, 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 everything. He said, Bishop has invited me to his house. It must count for something. It didn't count for anything. Because the heart has already settled that this is how I am going. So you can be a bishop. I won't hear you. You can be a pope. I won't listen to you. And you can meet with them for five hours. You see, it doesn't go anywhere. Because the issues, the problem, the source of the problem is not that she doesn't bring food early. It's not that she doesn't give me sex. The problem is not that one. What is, is something is in the heart which has affected the person and the person is going in a particular because the issues, you see, your heart will dictate, it will dictate what you do. No matter what anybody says. That's why when we get born again, God takes care of our hearts first. He takes away the heart of stone and he puts a new heart of flesh in there. That's why you're, you shouldn't be saying that, oh, you have to change, you have to change. You have to change, you have to change. It's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. You cannot your change your behavior if the center of your being, the very heart, is not yet changed. You must be born again and the heart of stone must be taken out and the heart of flesh must be put in its place. Then after that, we can start talking. So the problems you have in your marriage, solve it at the heart and not, or if we say at the root and not issues. And then she doesn't do this. And then look at her hair. And then look at the way she has dressed the children. And then look at how my uh, sitting room is dirty. And look at the kitchen. It's all but that's, this, These are not the problem. There's something deeper than that. Number four. A pastor's heart is important because it influences everything in his life. The living Bible puts this verse, Proverbs 4.23, this way. Above all else, guard your affections. For they influence everything else in your life. They influence everything else in your life. Your relationship with your church members, your relationship with your assistant, your relationship with, with God himself, your relationship with um, your, 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 your wife, it have everything else is influenced by what is in your heart. Number five, pastor's heart is important because that is where life begins. The message Bible also puts a slant to this verse and says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That is where life begins. That is where your ministry begins. That is where your church growth begins. If you want your church to grow and it's not in your heart, forget it. As the, I think it's a, I don't know which, there's some Alafia beaters or Alomo beaters. 
If it's not Alomo, then forget it. I saw a big billboard. The, the woman was looking at the man as he was trying to put his hand on her shoulder to sort of initiate a move. And then she looked at him and said, If it's not Alomo, it's like if you haven't drank Alomo bitters, then don't come because, oh, Baba Hame. If the growth of a church is not in your heart, then forget it. You can come for a conference. Pray that if as you are in the conference, something in your heart will change. What they are preaching about will enter your heart. If it doesn't enter your heart, then forget it because that is where life begins. That's where ministry begins. That's where growth begins. That's where the anointing begins. They can show you 17 steps to the anointing if it doesn't enter your heart to to want it. I mean, if I brought bottles of water and I called you and I said, drink 20 bottles of water, you will look at me and say, hey, I drink water, but 20 bottles too much. And it is because you are not thirsty. But if you are thirsty, and I bring you bottles of water, you'll be drinking one after the other, one after the other, till it's all finished. Yes. That's why many times, conferences don't work on people. Because he didn't allow himself, his heart, to, uh, to imbibe or receive what was being shared. Even in your head, you will say that, oh, Mudia Oh, what is in your heart is that it is money I need for my ministry. I don't, okay, it's true what you are sharing, but what about money? What about money? What about money? So money is what is in your heart. The need for money. Money answers all things. These are the, the, the meditations of your heart. So even though I'm showing you that, read books. You don't find reading books. Reading books. Hey. When you know. Hey. Now where did I bring you, baby? She. Hey. One, two, eight. Papa, I'm to be crap out. What? Hey. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. She. I'm not going to cry. Book. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Hey, Ansana, Yenya Bibiaye. Wow. You are like the people in Jeremiah 18 when God sent Jeremiah to the potter's house and said to him that, Tell them that the way the potter can change the clay he's making and make another vessel, I can do the same for them. And so if there's evil intended, they should repent. I will change my mind. Then the people said, Hey, if that is what God is requiring, then there's no hope. Because after, you know, so we will each do the evil imaginations of our hearts. So if God is waiting for us to change before He change, He does something for us. Then yeah, there is no hope. And this church growth because. Hey! What? 
God's general. Because I need money for Asasi. You see, but if what is in your heart is not money, but it is truth, revelation, you will spend all you have to acquire what is being recommended for you. Because you know that once I have the truth, once I have the revelation, that is it. That is it. I'll be anointed with fresh oil. My church will grow beyond every room that I have ever rented. I will build a church. But for most pastors, what is in our hearts is money because you feel that Uniska. I made me want to buy a lighthouse. Hona lighthouse of way. We show Uniska. She has one day. Baby, I be copy on my They are built everywhere. So, Uniska. I don't know about our Moses. I said, I don't know. Okay, I said, you know, you know, so for no case can was in the house. The small money we have, that's the one that they're even going to collect offerings and even sell their books. So what is in your heart is, is fighting the revelations that are coming, the messages that are coming, the, the, the way that is being made for you to rise higher in ministry. You see that it's fighting it. It's fighting it. It's fighting it. The Ghana government who has gone who have gone to sit in front of IMF. All we want is loans. All we want we look, we are not interested in the seminar for the beautification of our cities and the uh, modernization of our roads. No, 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 no. We are interested in it's that okay, fine. After all you have said, where is the money that we are going to use to make the roads? You bring the money. Yeah. That's why you see them sitting at conferences and falling asleep. And you see, because we like making jokes about everything, we take photographs of our ministers and presidents who have gone for meetings and they are asleep. And then we make a joke and say, look at them, they are asleep. Then we all laugh, we all laugh, we all laugh. But it's a very serious problem. What is in the hearts of these people is not what is being shared. We are looking for money. And sometimes in our hearts as pastors, in our hearts as church workers, what we think about is that the solution is, is it not, a, is it not money that is used to, hey, Charlie, how do you scale? Now she lights, be cry. Last year, you have not lights in here. And can you and you? Quite joke. She! Hey! We said that was a brochure. She! Higher foe! Higher door! Higher debt! Yeah! you start looking at the lights looking at the things hey, and the fans that are here that I will buy one of these I want money to buy this so I need money you don't need money the bible says that by wisdom a house is built by wisdom but you can't believe it because your heart is set on money you can't believe that wisdom there's something called wisdom 
that is needed for building houses. And I will tell you, you can have money, but when you don't have wisdom, you can't even build. My God. People should see that we too, we are there. You are where? You are nowhere. You need wisdom to build your house. You don't need money. You don't need money. And when that doesn't get into your heart, that's what the Bible says, with all your getting, get understanding. With all, all, all. Get understanding. Hey. Let me finish my message. Yes. Are you in the house still? How many have I given you? Five? Okay. No problem. There are ten of them. Number five. The pastor's heart is important because that is where life begins. Beautiful. Number six. The pastor's heart is important because it is an unknowable element. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You can never easily know what is in your heart. That's why David prayed, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. You can never know what is in your heart. Number seven. Pastor's heart is important because it is a treasure box containing many good things. Yes. Matthew 12, 35. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. The heart contains both good and evil. Number eight. Pastor's heart is important because it is also a source of many evil things. Many evil things. Yes. Mark 7, 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Mark 7, 21 to 23. Number nine. The pastor's heart is important because it is the residence of God. It is where God lives. That's where God lives. And then number 10, a pastor's heart is also important because that is where demons can reside. (laughs) So, let me give you this few things here. Now, Lucifer was perfect till iniquity was found in him. Ezekiel 28, verse 15, he says, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Tell, tell, iniquity was found in thee. So you can see that somebody who was in heaven, somebody who was great, 
the best worshipper we ever found. The Bible says the workmanship of his tablet or the instruments for praising God were prepared in him from the day he was created. He had the instruments inside him. You know know sometimes when you hear people singing a cappella and then they make the sounds of different instruments with their mouths. It can tell you that indeed somebody can be there who has instruments in him. It's in him. He's worshipping God with himself, making the music, leading the choir and, and praising God. Until a day came that iniquity entered his heart. There are pastors who come, you are with your pastor, you are assisting him, you are working, church is working well, and then suddenly, iniquity can be found in you and you suddenly change and start behaving in a different way. That's what the Bible says, guard your heart, guard it. Find some soldiers, spiritual soldiers and spiritual policemen and give them some arms to protect your heart. Then he says, when you look at Eve, Eve was the best angelic lady who was ever created. Perfect creation of God. And then one day, the devil came. Has God said, you see, like a suggestion, has God said anything like that? So God, God says we should, eat, we should eat everything, but not this tree. So, oh, but if God knows that if you eat this, you'll be very wise. It entered into her heart. She took it and she ate. Then the husband came. Then she used her lady skills to convince the man to, to eat. That's how come a very good person like Eve became the reason for all our problems in this world. You, you are born again. She, she was created by God. Perfect. God saw all that he had done and behold, it was very good. Including Eve. The perfect wife was Eve. But when Satan enters, he can influence you. John 13. I want to show you how your heart is so important with this one. John 13. Look at verse 2. Oh my God. This is too bad. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus. So Satan put it in Judas's heart. That's what the Bible says, that guard your heart. My friend, Prophet Kakra, he gave me a, he told me a vision he had one day. He said he was lying down when he saw two men enter his room. And he said the thing was so real, it was as if they were physical human beings. And they entered his room, opened his chest, and they were putting something inside his chest. Then he screamed. It's like you can be there. Satan can, can put something in your heart. You suddenly change. Why do you think the best of men can also become used for the greatest evil? Why will you have assistant who is your friend, a pastor, associate, colleagues, 
you are together serving the Lord. And this guy will wake up one day and scatter the entire flock. Because Satan can put something in your heart as you are sitting there with a nice face. Your heart can easily change. Yes, I'm always praying for my heart. I've worked with Bishop Dark from 1981. That's like this year will be 30, 30, 30 what? 30, 36 years. 37 actually by September, October. 37 years. I'm always praying, Lord, have mercy on me. Yes, I'm watching. A thought will come to my head. Brush it quickly. Yes. Satan is always looking for a way to get into your heart. But once he put the thing in your heart, the Bible says, Judas now looked for an opportunity to betray Christ. Looking for. Before he went out to go and betray, it was, it was put in his heart. So the Bible says, guard your heart. Oh. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Protect it. Things are trying to enter to change you and make you different because if the thing enters your heart, you'll be surprised. That's why I'm glad, having worked with Bishop Dad for all these years, one thing I'm certain about that what is in his heart is to obey God and follow his vision that he has given to him. From when we were in secondary school in 19, I met him 81. He has always wanted souls, winning souls, establishing them, following them up, visiting them, it, it has never changed, even though he's now a big, mega, giga church pastor. It has never changed. Up till today, his main concern is, what souls are you winning? How are you establishing them? Follow up. How to bring them up? Train people who can also do the same. Raising them up. That's how the church has been built. If it's not in your heart, maybe you have, you have thought about just getting a car. As the main vision of your heart. Even though you can't easily write it as your mission statement. <laughs> but that's what is in your heart. Oh Lord. That's the end. He will not win souls. He stops. He will stop outreaches. Yes. If he's praying for someone, it's just to get a little more money to fuel the car. What is in your heart? Satan, he says, I, I, the scripture sort of, it, 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 it baffles me. He says, now the hour came, Judah and, and Satan having put in the heart of Judas to betray Christ. What have they put in your heart? A pastor invited me to his church. He said, my associate, there's something wrong with him. I said, what is wrong? He said, my associate, even I can have a meeting and he will say that. He will challenge me in front of other people. Yes. And one day, my assistant told me, he told me, he said, my assistant told me that if I do, he will beat me. And I said, and you see your assistant still? He says, ah, so for men, the men in the shard, one day he told the pastor that he, I was in a meeting. He said, oh, he, we used to be prophetic, prophetic, but he's not just doing teaching. So maybe that's why the church has gone down. I told him immediately that you shouldn't be in the church. This is not your church. You shouldn't be here. I, that day, no, he left the church. The next day, he was no longer in the church. 
When he arrived, when I go there, I see him leading the worship. I said, no, the spirit is wrong. You can be leading worship, but what is in your heart is wrong. So it masks everything that you are doing because out of your heart are the issues of life. What is in your heart? Look at Judas. You are working with the greatest anointing in this world. That's why if you have assistance, watch out what is in their heart. It must be of concern to you. My bishop is always asking, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Because when you look at a person's face, the Bible says that a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. But when your face is not cheerful, there may be something wrong in the heart. Find it. Even Julius Caesar said of one of his associates, he said, young Cassius, he has a lean and hungry look. He looked at the man, so he said, this is my Cassius guy. No? He has a lean and hungry look. Just an enema nina. There must be something going wrong in his heart for it to be like that. You joke with what is in your heart, you are done for. Demons. They are walking around looking for entry. Maybe you may feel that you cannot be used. Of, but, but look, the best of men can be used for the greatest evil. Truth. As you sit down there, how will you know that one day you will be the reason why the church you have helped to build will collapse? Then why would there be scriptures like Galatians 2.18 where he says that if I seek to build again that which I destroy, I make myself a transgressor. Because you can be building your church and you the same person can be used by the devil to spoil it. Guard your heart. Tell somebody guard your heart. Tell him protect your heart. So let me now lead you to some good hearts you must develop. Yes. Are you happy about that? Yeah. Number one. A willing heart. This is in the Art of Shepherding book. Yes, I got it. You're bringing one, I got it. Or I should leave this one. Doesn't matter. It's it's a commutative. This one can work, this one too can work. A is equal to A plus B is equal to B plus or A dot B is equal to B dot A. So whether B comes first or A comes first, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Don't be confused. Yeah. Chapter 37, 36 onwards, you will see it. 38. Why it is important. Developing flowing hearts. Good hearts you must develop. A willing heart. In Exodus 25 verse 2, he says, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Ye shall take my offering. You must be willing. You must have a willing heart. Don't just do the thing out of being forced. If you think the ministry you are being forced to do it, then resign today. Because you are not going to do well. Or if you found the ministry as, as the only alternative, when O level and now SHS, when call university, 
seems like you are not qualified to do higher things. They say, oh, you are in ministry. <laughs> because it looks like, as for church, the Bible, they will be at me camp. And then from my youth, I've been in church. Ah, me to John 3.16 and a few verses. Demons of Christ. Demons of Christ operating. Me to me Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you have it to And I may soon grow for what I saw by Emma Nibem. Intimate prophet. So ministry is not something that you feel that God has called you and you have come willingly with your heart. It's more like an avenue for making money or another profession, option for a profession. No, 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 no. Then, then you are in the wrong profession. Because you are going to meet many things in the way. And if your heart is not a willing heart, you will give up. Number two. My time, crabbe, failing me to my men come and honor me. A stead heart. A stead. A stead up heart. Every man that bringeth it willingly with his heart, you shall take of my offering. Yes. Verse 21, Exodus 35. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garments. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. May your heart stir you up. Yes. Your heart will be stirred up. Nature said you are willing to participate in what is going on. You cannot just do ministry by force. Develop. Allow yourself. You see, you can see a girl and allow yourself to like the girl. Or you can... You see, like when they brought Rebecca to Isaac, the Bible says the first day he saw her, he loved her. He, that means he allowed himself because a houseboy cannot bring you a girl from the village and you will just like the girl. I mean, I cannot imagine a houseboy if your father sends the houseboy that you should go to your village at Achirinsuya and bring a girl from there because that's where he wants you to marry from. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, when she comes, you see her picking her nose, throwing saliva everywhere, and using the back of her hand to wipe it off. <laughs> it will be difficult. Jesus. Yeah, he said, yes, that's the girl. Because he knows that her heart is very good and her attitude is very nice and from the house she's coming from she'll be good for you. You have to allow yourself to say, daddy suggested it but I will allow myself to accept his suggestion through the houseboy. He loved her and took her to his mother's tent and, and then there was a, she became his wife. That means that he slept with her and cherry home because where didn't be any baby You didn't have to show up. 
Let your heart tell you. You see, when they bring a suggestion, when I'm with my bishop, he, he's a man full of ideas. Sometimes the ideas are not ideas that I would have brought up myself. But when he brings the ideas, I have to allow my heart to be stirred up to embrace the ideas. Stir it up and, and just follow. Oh, it's a good idea. Let's go for it. And sometimes you can have people you are working with. When you bring up an idea, their hearts don't stir them up. To agree with the suggestion and run with it. It's just Yeah. Let your heart stir you up and, and develop a stirred up heart. Stir, said, everyone whose heart stirred him up, he came. Everyone whose heart stirred him up, he came. You see the person as if he brought the idea. He is not waiting for you that when the thing doesn't work, he will say that she won't. And then so you see a kind of oh sorry, I don't be a won't quana if you say be a young couple and now the suggestion say but yeah sure happy, yeah why gene be yeah shit holy ghost, mekra me quach yeah mountains, me cochera dear name, minya and ideas be brave, but what the bapo bebago and timidia yara me fama. You are a stupid boy. Let your heart tear you up. Yes. Develop it. Yeah. And you develop it, you develop it by always when you are with your leader, especially if you are the senior pastor. Eh? The people who are with you, you know, they must take it that you are the one God has called and you are the one God speaks to. Go and ask Aaron. God told Moses, I will look. Moses said, I can't speak. He said, okay, your brother Aaron, who is three years older than you, because when Moses was 80, Aaron was 83. And God said, he's going to be your assistant. He will be to you instead of a mouth. And then you, Moses, will be to him instead of God. So which means that when Moses comes to talk to Pharaoh, they will say, and Moses said to Pharaoh, but it was Aaron who was speaking. <laughs> Read your Bible. God said, you, he will be your mouthpiece. Because Moses said, I can't speak and I'm a slow tongue. I'm, I'm, I'm a stammerer. They said, oh, your brother Aaron, he speaks well. That's what God said. He speaks well. So let him be your mouthpiece and you'll be to him instead of God. So if you are Aaron, don't be stupid. And go and say that now, no, I am the one who talks to Pharaoh and I'm the one who says everything. So I am the one whom God has called. No, 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 no. You are mistaken. The one God called is Moses. The one God appeared to his Moses. The one God gives the messages to his Moses. When you reflect his message, it doesn't make you co-equal with Moses. It doesn't make you above Moses. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So for all my days, me and Bishop Doug, we are not equal. There's nothing like I have a mind and he has a mind. Or when he preaches, I preach. Or like, maybe I'm preaching, you are standing. When maybe when he's preaching, people are not standing. So, I am Kwasiasem. Some of the assistants you have, when you are not there and they minister, they lay hands on the people, people are screaming, they are on the floor. Because, Because, 
Yes. Then the whole church is hey. Then if he gives a little vision, they will say, You are a seer. My pastor can see. My pastor can see. Hey, you can see, but you are not the senior pastor. Let your heart stare you for whatever vision he has had. I mean, Moses says, Let's go and let's go and meet Pharaoh. Because you never hear Aaron. And Moses went to meet Pharaoh. And Moses went to meet Pharaoh. And Moses said to Pharaoh. And Moses said to Pharaoh. There's nothing. And Aaron, Moses spoke to Aaron and Aaron said, A lot of you want your name to be seen. Your name to be heard. Your picture to be on the platform. And so on. So that people see that you too, you are powerful. That's why your heart doesn't stir you. Many Bishop Dag, there's no conversation where he, I've never had it, where he's trying to point out that he is the senior pastor. There's nowhere, he, he has never had an occasion where me and him are together and he's pointing out, look, Pierre, I am the senior pastor, okay? No, there's nothing like that. It's, 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 that is so constant that whether I have a church or I don't have a church, it doesn't change it. Whether I travel or I don't travel, it doesn't change it. Whether I prosper or I have not prospered, it doesn't change it. Whether I'm invited or I'm not invited, it doesn't change it. He is the founder. He is my senior. He is my father. It doesn't change it. But you have assistants. You can't even talk to them. You can't even call. It's like he's close. He's gone. And you are working. And he's gone home. And you, you are afraid to call him because an answer he will give you over the phone, you won't like it. You are afraid. If I were you, I would change him and find a younger boy who can be whose heart can stir him up. So that when you say we are having an all night, he won't say that yesterday I had my own all night. By Saturday, no No, 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 no. It's not like that. His heart will be stirred up. It's like, oh, bring this suggestion now. He holds it and says, Oh, let's run with it. I've had all night for three days continuous, but it's good. Fourth one will not hurt. After all, there were four people in the fire. Yes, there were three people, and then a fourth man who could not be seen. So on my fourth day, the fourth man will appear. But if you have somebody whose heart doesn't stir him up, you see him coming up with all kinds of ideas. Oh. Hey, let me continue. A soft heart. Bishop Steve Yao Otikwa Asari is also in the house. Beautiful. A soft heart is the third one. A soft heart. A soft heart. What did Job say? Job 23:16. He says, For God maketh my heart soft. And sometimes you feel that many a day I am not easily a heart because when it's worship doesn't mean when you come to ministry, what is saying is lead us I don't know why I'm speaking to you. I, I don't, am I in the right place? 
Because I know there are some international audience, so I, I, I don't know why I'm speaking to you so much. Let God soften your heart. What do you do? Pray about it. Pray about it. When you are softer, you are more compassionate. When you are softer, we can talk to you and you will hear. We can have a meeting. It won't last for more than three minutes. There is no meeting if my bishop wants to have a meeting. Whether it has to do with my marriage, whether it has to do with the church I'm building, whether it has to do with my personal health or anything, that will last more than two minutes. Not even one. So, uh, you and your wife have a problem. Well, one day I had an issue. My wife, I, I think she went to report, or I don't know how it came, but he heard, or he, it was told. I don't remember, but he called me. I remember where we were standing. It was not in an office, it was in his garage by the side of his car. And he said to me that, I don't need to meet you and your wife, I'll talk to only you. The meeting didn't last more than two, three minutes. He says, this is what you should do. Do this. And he gave me a key, which he had not even written in the marriage book. It was after that it came into our marriage book. I'm sure he used me to test it. <laughs> yes. And that key, I, I, am, I am riding on it up till today. I'm riding on the key. Nobody can talk to you if you have a problem with your wife that Nobody by the end of this year dear. You don't allow your husband to have sex with you whenever he wants, however he wants it. Whenever he wants, however he wants it. And wherever he wants it. Ain't you know, what about counseling? Your pastor is talking to you. Sister, you are married. They have paid dowry on your head. Guy, no bread. I don't ask for anything. Only this thing. Sometimes we are in the sitting room and then the anointing has come on me. When I start making moves, I say, this is the sitting room. I say, what is wrong with here? Here too we can flow. I say, no, 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 no. Wherever. Whenever. I say, oh, I'm a bread. I'm a bread. I get very tired at work. So honestly, it's not that I don't want to give him, but it's the tiredness. Hmm? But you are tired. Did you cook? Did you cook? And said, We are not here. 
Ediani dear. Mean to me, Cassemi, mean Ediani. Me brekura me jenam and answer ya. So why can you not jina on ISO and do this one? You need a soft heart, a soft heart, a soft heart. Jinanaso naji. Yes. My God and my Lord. Fanesa uchu chantos. Fanesa uyam. Uyam. Uyam meko. Fanesa. Wabutu wano mu yam meko. Na wabutu wano yam meko no. No, no, so yadi awape. Jesus. Clap your hands and celebrate the Lord. But can anybody talk to you and you will change like that? My friend, one of our bishops, he told me, he said, he hadn't, there was an issue in the house, he hadn't talked for some weeks or even maybe a month or two. He called his pastor. His pastor said, it was maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. His pastor said, go and have sex with her by 5 p.m. Go and do what? Have sex with her by 5 p.m. For one and a half months. Then your pastor comes and says that make a move and have sex with the person you haven't talked to. Eh? In, you're in the same house. Because of certain communities, you have not related for six weeks. By 5 p.m. Will you do it? That's why your marriage is suffering. You say you are a senior pastor. You don't have anybody who even talks to your marriage. And sometimes you are wrong. Or you need to make a move even though you are right. How will you do it? But because my pastor can talk to me, if he says by 5 p.m., so I asked him, so what happened? He said, oh, I did it. I did it. I forced. Because I've also decided, I mind you. But my pastor said, I should go. So I went and I said, hello. Okay. I, I want to apologize for all that has gone on. For all these weeks. Forgive me for any wrongs I have committed. Oh, you will not even get encouragement. So, what are you apologizing for? And you two didn't plan <laughs> your apology, so you can't even remember what you apologize for. For everything. <laughs> For everything. <laughs> Sit down. Number four. I'm talking. You see, there are so many of them in different categories here, but I'm just picking and choosing because I don't think I have enough time to exhaust all of it. But at least 
this intro will help you. Yes. Number four is a heart of wax. Develop a waxy heart. Wax. Wax is moldable, bendable, foldable, yieldable, controllable. Wax. In Psalm 22 verse 40, it says, I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. <laughs> my heart is like wax. When your heart is wax, you can mold it. No, you are not fixated on one thing. Me, I'm here. I'm an assistant to Bishop Dag. I sit in the Kodesh, which was the headquarters. One day he comes and he says, move out of here and go to one of the branches. No, Boni Trim. Is it Bawe? No. Is it Sampa Valley? No. Is it Sampoto? Not even that God has spoken to him. If it was you, you say that, ah, if there's such a direction that's going to change my calling, why do you just look in the sky? Huh? Just say, and we were not in an office too. Yenam Chrome baby. So, then we will now say, is it Bawe? Because Bawe, they have a big church like this one, built already. Only they don't have office block. Into at least we call her no more. And I'm fear so bad. Into call her no more. And we So, few are nine year P. And our congregation also so not bad, very a good size. Into Benya baby, I started. So, he said, not Bawe. Sampa Valley, no, 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 Sampa Valley, they don't have space around the building. And I think there are some classroom in some school behind the hospital. In Tikohonum, go and see what we can make of it. <laughs> yes. Then we had a meeting with the pastor. Then he told the pastor that we want to make some changes and Bishop Eddie is going to be the pastor of your church. What do you think? The pastor said, oh, it's a very good idea. Very nice idea. <laughs> ah. Now, it's a very nice idea if your heart is like wax. But if your heart is not like wax, ah, opia, your ministry, your headquarters, your free colleague, your free school of hygiene, your cop, medical school canteen, your free home, your cop, we have gone to our own place at Colegono, and we have built it into a very nice cathedral, and we've left the place and come to North Kanishi and built an even bigger facility there. That's why my bishop Saki, a resident bishop for some time, that's it, opposite, at least I mean bought a spare cacrow cathedral. So that at least I have eh? I've also chopped some. I've chopped some small nobis. Yeah, but when your heart is waxy, they can say you don't have to chop some. And there is no problem with it. There's no problem. Up till today, there's no problem. I speak it from the depths of my heart. God is my witness. There's no problem. 
And when we had the meeting, he said, we are going to buy, it was a Tuesday, we, we, you see, we are going to buy instruments with crisp sound. We are going. So Tuesday, now here, Tuesday service. So at the, at the service now, I was sitting about two chairs away from him. And then I whispered to him that, oh, I'll ask, me, I'll ask you a question when you finish preaching. He said, oh no, come near me and ask me now. So I said, that, oh, the meeting, you said we'll buy instruments for crisp sound. How? The money, no how. He said, oh, when you go raise funds. <laughs> I laughed at myself. Uh, because, do you know why? Because I saw a vision when he said, we are going to buy. I saw a vision and in the vision, very fast one. I saw myself in his office. He has an office. We call it Master Seed behind the Jesus Cathedral, the big cathedral at Kodesh. And he has, he, I used to have a desk, small desk, and he had a drawer. So in a vision, a very fast vision, I saw him pulling the drawer and pulling out an envelope and giving it to my hand, and he had ten thousand dollars in it. That's what I saw. I need that ten thousand dollars in so far. So when I pulled near him to ask, I was expecting the envelope with the $10,000. So when he said, when you go raise funds, I laughed at myself that, Opana Ogba. <laughs> you see, you can laugh at yourself happily because if you have a wax heart, pliable, bendable, moldable, yes, I mean, he himself has a wax hat in the sight of God. So one day he was there in the big cathedral when he said the Lord has led him to go and start another church on campus with few students. So he left the big cathedral with curtain sellers, iron rods dealers, spare parts dealers, shop owners, factory owners, and went to students who had no money, who had not even finished school. Our children to go and pastor them. And today, from November 2011 to date, he has built them from about 300 people to about 6,000 sitting under his feet. But how will you see that? Oh, you are with your senior pastor. He can't tell you to even, even change from the second service, which has more people, to the first service, which has fewer people. And your problem. In the same church building. Now, don't know how you are. You worship near here, you know. I feel what they make coffee. First, first service one. Oh, 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 First service, kwa no kura ni ejuma. Uko hano mikrofon ma, no atuma tu hano mshe me na me nkoye eye me pasta wamu na ukura wo starti ukura so unsa wobre na afu na wotosum ya kwa hano mshe. I should go and be the first service pastor. When people don't come, that's where you are putting me. It's because your heart is not melted within you. 
very stiff. Today, go and see. The few people I met, about 120 people. We are now over 1,000. The classroom I was led to, that I went gleefully, gleefully, gleefully. I want to say for us. Gleefully. Gleeful means nipanenia jama or koninina or bon or denina bonus. Yes. That's how I went. I went jumping and clapping my feet to the classroom. Today, from the classroom, we are now in one of the most ultra-modern, multi-purpose, multi-faceted, cosmopolitan, state-of-the-art, futuristic auditoriums you can find on the surface of the earth. On the surface of the earth. On the surface of the earth. A Ukrainian pastor came to my church. When he looked, I said, hey, have you been going to America a lot? I didn't know what, what he was talking about. Have you been going to America? So it's been a long time since I went to America. I said, ah, your church is like a church from America. And so the church is like a church from America. May God give you a waxy heart. A waxy heart. That is mold that we can mold it. Yes. Go to Jeremiah 18. You will see God said, go to the potter's house. I'll speak to you there. And when he went there, I saw the potter making a pot. And the, the clay was mad in his hand. But he made it into another vessel. Yes. So he made it again another vessel. As seemed good to the potter to make it. If you read maybe NLT or one of those translations, you see that he says that, and the vessel did not turn out as he had hoped. So he made it another vessel. Yes, NLT. Because sometimes, what you expect that God will make you, maybe that vessel, no, it didn't turn out the way you even expected. But he said, but you are the, you are the clay. I am the potter. I can make you a vessel unto honor. Maybe what we now hopefully say that you should be a senior pastor. But for the rest of your days, you will struggle. Just what you be asking. But your heart is not like wax. So God can't even change it. I mean, yes, church now, but go into another branch. You don't want it. I know senior pastors, when they were transferred, they just left their churches. Broke off and just said, nonsense. Ah, you know, headquarters, and you are moving into a branch. What, what nonsense is that? And look at me. Today, my cathedral. How many senior bishops can even boast of such a cathedral? Oh, she lights up. Oh, What is sound in the free home Jesus. Oh. It didn't change my heart. It didn't make me change my mood or attitude. Till today, 
my bishop, he has a ringtone on my phone. Even if my phone is on silent, it still rings. Only his ringtone, it will break through the silence. There's no time he will call that I'm busy. There's no time he can call that he will reach me. What transfer, Michael Branch, are you having a hearing? And today, because of that, Bishop Steve, who just walked in, he was the king of kings, bishop of the king of kings, at the king of kings cathedral at Achimota. It was his turn. Bishop said, look, leave that branch, leave that church for another pastor and go to the bush somewhere, Ayawasu, central constituency. Now, go and build a church there. He's gone. You should see the big cathedral that he has built that is bigger than even where he is. You see, but you will never know that there's, there are higher heights and there are deeper seas if you never step out and walk into it. But you need a heart. You see, and it all starts from your heart. If your heart, you start feeling that, ah, they don't like me. That's why they've sent me. In fact, that takes me to the next one. The next one is a pure heart. Yes. A pure heart. Ooh, glory to God. Are you there still or you've gone home? Psalm 24 verse 4. Psalm what? 24 verse 4. What does it say? Pardon? He that had clean hands and a pure... Maybe you should start from even verse, verse 1 or verse 2, verse 3. I don't know. Who shall stand before the... He that had founded... Oh, verse 3. Verse 3. Who shall ascend into the Kodesh of the Lord? That's the holy hill of the Lord. Or who shall stand in his holy place? Then verse 4 he says, He that had clean hands and then the second qualification is a pure heart. When you have a pure heart, you don't misinterpret or misconstrue or misunderstand a simple instruction when it is given. You don't read into it meaning. Why have they transferred me from the Kodesh? Ah, it's because maybe Bishop Doug is tired of your face. He doesn't like you. You see, because you, you start reading things that are not part of the instruction when you don't have a pure heart you start to misconstrue what has been given. And the church is full of people like that. Even if you've come for a conference, you may be a senior pastor, but maybe it's not so clear to the ashes or to some of the people. So when you, or you didn't even wear a badge that was given to you. So when you come, they put you at the back. It suddenly, hey, conference that I've come, instead of a senior pastor like me, giving me a certain protocol look at where they have put me after this session oh, maybe you say you buy again <laughs> Titus chapter 1 my water is becoming hot I think the atmosphere is heating my water. 
It's like a kind of personalized kettle. <laughs> Titus 1.15 It says, Unto the pure. What? All things are pure. Unto the pure. All things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. When you have a pure heart, if they say, go to this branch, to this branch we go because it's not impure. It's not in addition with all kinds of evil connotations that you want to add to it. You can see a young man, he tells a lady, I love you. Even the I love you can, can spark a whole beast. If you love me, then why do you talk to this other lady? <laughs> you were smiling at her. When you hug her, you stay longer. I see the way she looks at you that she, she really she's into you. Can you not see? Everything is impure. You hug someone is impure. You give somebody a high five is impure. You look at somebody and smile is impure. Hey. If the person cries and you hold the person well A pastor was laying hands. His wife said, I don't know, when you get to this lady, you, 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 you go close. It's like you are very, you bring your body near her, her body. Who said her breast was near your breast? And, and a man, so when our breast touches your breast, we feel, we feel, we feel, we feel what? To the pure, all things. I know you are a senior pastor invited to a conference by someone who is not the founder of his denomination. But you are a founder. You don't have to have impure thoughts swimming in your mind. Small boy, no, no, dear, no, 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 Small boy. Let's go and see what he can also offer. Into a hand, Oh, yeah, like this. You are sizing the whole conference up. Yeah, but we too, we are also senior pastors. When we, we also have conferences. When we invite him, he doesn't come. So you see that you are not benefiting from the conference. You've allowed your mind to be defiled. But to the pure, you need a pure heart so that nothing is defiled. Nothing. Nothing. If you can come for the conference, you come. If you can't come to stay away, don't have bad thoughts. And when you come here, open your heart because God is dropping into your spirit something you didn't have before. And even if you had it, he's enhancing it to make your life and ministry greater and greater. And your ministry will be greater too. I said it to be greater too. Pure heart. If I didn't, I, 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 I said to myself, look, 
I've never thought Bishop Dark doesn't like me. In fact, I am so settled in my mind. One day I had a vision. I should say a dream. Because I was asleep. It was in the night. I was in America. When I woke up, I was in Bishop Joel's house, Apostle Joel's house. Then I woke up and, you know, somehow, I don't know, he came out of his room and we stood in front of my door and we're talking. Then I said, ah, can he see some nice dream that I had this night? So I shared the dream. I said, in the dream, some pastors from Central Gospel had come to visit Bishop Dad. And I was with him and we were chatting. He was lying in a recliner like a watchman's do you, uh, what is it, lazy chair is that, huh? he was lying in it and reading newspapers and talking with me so somebody came to tell him that some pastors from central gospel church are looking for him he said let them wait I am talking to Pierre he calls me Pierre let them wait it was in the, in the dream so I shared with him then he said I cannot believe what text message he had just received from bishop that morning and I said what message he said then he read it. Take Pierre to any golf shop of his choice and let him buy any golf equipment he wants. <laughs> yes. Later on in the day, Bishop Saki sent me text messages of the heated meetings that are going on in Accra. Nami Miti America. Me did the Namiji golf equipment. I don't have a problem at all. If today, after I've built, I tell my church member that Bishop Dad can come today, or even he doesn't have to come, he would send a text. Pierre, I think you should move to Brahabebome to start a branch. I'm off. Gleefully. Gleefully. Never will read into it that. They don't like you, that's why. You see, when you read the Bible, eh, believe God and trust God that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Because when you don't have these scriptures as your root, you get, you get agitated when something doesn't seem to be in your favor. But when I go and show you my church, you say, wow, to God be the glory. But when I show you how I came to be there, you say, hey. You can be in your cathedral and with a text message, you can be transferred to another church that is not a cathedral. And there's no problem at all. But you are in your church. You can't move because your heart is impure. May God purify your heart and bless you. Clap your hands. Let me just... Okay. The final good one I will talk about is a proclaiming heart. A proclaiming heart. You will see all these in the Art of Shepherding book. There are so many of them. It will help you if you go in there and look at it. A proclaiming heart is one that makes the gospel known to the public. Someone with a proclaiming heart is loud, emphatic, and exuberant. Yes. Psalm 45 verse 1, he says, My heart 
is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My heart is indicting a good matter. My heart is indicting a good matter. Which means that my heart is tossing the matter in my heart. Before I say the things I'm saying, it is on my heart. My heart is, is, is tossing and turning and meditating and swallowing the thing in my heart. It's a good matter. And I will speak of the things concerning my king. And when your heart is not indicting, you see, when you are a preacher, you must allow your heart to indict or meditate or toss things in your heart. If it's a message, let it turn it in your heart till it settles in your heart. And then you proclaim the things concerning your king from where it has been lodged. When it doesn't come from your heart, it doesn't have cutting edge effect. And it doesn't have a piercing effect. So, many times in my preparation, I like to pause and think deeply about what I want to share. Whether it is in my heart or not. Something that is rooted in my heart. Something I believe in really. So my heart is indicting a good matter. So I am meditating and tossing it in my, my heart. And then I will speak of the things concerning my king. Not just, yes, your notes are there. The points are there. But don't just read the points as I'm, I have to preach for 30. I don't preach for 30 minutes. It's too small for a church that you want to grow. My heart is indicting a good matter. 30 minutes cannot express a matter that is being indicted in my heart. No, no, it cannot. It's for an Orthodox church that has been there for 100 years. You can preach for 30 minutes. The people will be there. Even if you have anointing, they are there. If you don't have anointing, they are there. Their children are born into the church. That's my mother church. They will be in it. Their children will be in it. They will grow in it. They will die in it. They are waiting to be buried in it. But your church that you have started, 5 years, 6 years, 3 years, 2 years, you need your heart to cook the message. Toss it in your heart. Until what you are going to preach has entered your labab, the inside. So when you stand and you are preaching, your stories are very alive. Your message is alive. The the, the expression is strong. It's not just screaming. It's not just loud volume on the microphone. You may not even need a loud volume on the microphone because sometimes the loudness of the microphone Praise God. We can't hear. We can't hear. We want to hear you. But it's not just the loudness on the microphone or how it, you are eating the microphone. Oh, praise God. I tell you something. There's somebody here. Today, the Lord is going to make and the Lord is going to... What are you saying? You are saying the Lord will make you great. But you But when your heart is indicting a good matter, it's like, before I speak concerning my king, my heart is indicting, tossing, turning. The proclaiming heart is the heart that proclaims the gospel from a heart that has imbibed the message. 
There's something I'm preaching about on Tuesday. I was soaking in messages on it today. In fact, at a point, I said, hey, I'm going to preach on the pastor's heart to I had to pinch myself because I was preparing for Tuesday. <laughs> By the time Tuesday, my heart is in the Bema. One evil heart as I close you shouldn't have and entertain. It's a better heart. The converse is a forgiving heart. Develop a heart that forgives. In ministry, manager, hurts the great temptation for hurts. Hurt by your associate, hurt by your wife, hurt by your members, hurt by your board, hurt by your elders. All the temptations are always everything. Hurt by other pastors in the town. Hurt by the father of your life, whom you call your father in the ministry. You have temptation. You have to learn to overcome hurt's bitterness. In Matthew 18, Jesus gives the story of this guy who owed 100 pence. He owed 10,000 talents. Then his friend owed him, his fellow servant owed him 100 pence. His master forgave him 10,000 talents. And then he went to catch his fellow servant who owed him 100 pence, maybe like 100 cities. And he owed about 10 million Ghana cities. They forgave him his 10 million Ghana cities and he went to arrest the guy who owed him 100 cities and put him in prison. And the Lord Jesus said, so also will your heavenly father verse 34, 32, 34 so also will your heavenly father do to you okay, then after his lord, when he had heard what the man had done, he said I forgive you all the debts because thou desirest me, verse 33 should there not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on you and his lord was very angry and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due to him then he said, so likewise shall my heavenly father do to you if you from your hearts, from your hearts, not just the letter, not just the text message, not that I forgive you from your text message or that you had the meeting and said I forgive you at the meeting, but from your heart. Because you can say it at the meeting but it's not from your heart. You can send the text message but you don't really mean it. You have to have a heart that forgives. Because in the ministry, hey, you can be hurt beer if you allow yourself. And away are you away, and away are you away, and you will never end. Not today. And the longer you live, the more we are away, we are away, more will come. But he says, Your father will forgive you all your trespasses, if you from your heart also forgive others their failings and their trespasses. And this story for me is one of the pivotal 
revelations that I, do, I will never let go away from my heart. You see, the man who had ten talents, he was forgiven by his Lord. But when he didn't forgive his fellow servant, the Lord called him back that he should come and pay the, what he had already been forgiven. Yes. Call back. You, you say that God forgives and forgets. I don't think that's what it means. Because if you forgive the guy, then he shouldn't have been able to remember that the guy owed 10,000 talents. But when he didn't forgive, he called him back that the thing I forgive you, no. Come and pay all. Otherwise, the tormentors have you. Maybe your, your theology of forgiveness is that God forgives and forgets into the sea of forgetfulness. But you, when people have offended you, do you totally forget? Huh? What he means is that I will not remember it to count it against you and sentence you again when I forgive you. But of a truth, your own eternal forgiveness is dependent, contingent, and is, is actually constrained by your own forgiveness of others. So you sit down and hold forgive. You left somebody's church. You have never forgiven him. I don't know. I will never let it go. That thing, the way they treated me, this and that and that. You're preaching. Everything is colored by that thing. You had a relationship that didn't work. You can never forgive the person who offended you. Hey, and now you're a minister. Now you preach. Now person for heaven. Huh? But you are saying you are going to heaven. And Jesus says, if you from your heart, today may you have a heart that is free of all contaminants and things that will affect you to deny you your place by the side of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what time will allow me. Until next time, when we come your way with this same program. This has been your regular host. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Let me pray for you. Lift your hand. Mighty God, mighty God. Just pray now for your heart. If there is anything, David said, Search me, O God, and know my heart, and know my heart. Try me and know my heart, and see if there be any wicked way. Know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way. I may be a good person, but perhaps something evil is creeping into my heart. I may be a very faithful brother, but maybe something else is creeping into my heart to turn me into an unfaithful brother. Have mercy on us. Tayako Safede. Make my heart like wax. Soften my heart. Job said, God makes my heart soft. Soft. I can be spoken to. I can be reasoned with. I can be, the discussions can be held with me. That will not take too long. Because my heart is soft. Oh, soften my heart. Lord, soften my heart. Make my heart like wax. That it can be bent bend this way and bend that way it can yield, it can be submissive, it can be directed oh father, grant me purity of heart, that when things are said, things are happened I will not read into them, 
I will not translate them into what they are not really. Oh, mercy on my life. Manjande baraka safida. Eriyabasaniri mikarada. Yema sofaniri mikapariyata. Zaikelebo Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Keep your heart. Keep your heart. Something has entered in. Today, let it go. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Medema Koma Nina Be Dawo Wuna Uye Be Christ Medema Koma Nina Ra Medema Koma Nina Be Makumanina Una Uye Me Give him a wave, Made him a command in our made him a command, made him a command in Place your hand on your heart, Father. Thank you. Thank you that you love us so much. That when we got born again, you took away the heart of stone and put a heart of flesh. May our hearts not be hardened. May they not be calcified. May they be moldable. May they be softened. May they be pure. Oh, Father, show us kindness and help us in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you because you first loved us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands. You may be seated.